Hi, thanks for checking out this message from our River Valley Church family here in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages and inspires you. For more messages, be sure to check out our other podcasts. For more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Now, what an awesome morning getting to be together. We have, uh, we are, you know, just currently in this kind of season and time of seeking God together as a church family. And I don't know about you, but th- there's things that God takes us through, seasons that He takes us through of just growth and development. And these these seasons that we're in, this 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking God together, wherever you're at in that journey and process, I just want to encourage you, hear me, hear me out this morning, stick with it. Doesn't matter what you feel like, whether you feel like you've been a success in it or not, whether you feel like you've been a failure in it, here's what I know Jesus is inviting you. He's just inviting you to come deeper with Him. So wherever you find yourself at this morning, I just want to encourage you uh, to strengthen yourself in the Lord and to continue to pursue the things that God has for your life. Because here's what I know about our God, and I love what Zach, Pastor Zach shared with us this morning, that He has good things for you. I don't know, some of you are wrestling with that maybe a little bit this morning, and, and I've had a number of conversations already before church even started about, with a couple of people, about how unworthy we feel to even be gathering together, how unworthy we feel to even be going before the creator of the universe and asking him for anything, because what we're doing is we're measuring ourselves by what we've done and not by what he's done. That was a good word, you guys should have said amen to that. We're measuring ourselves by what we've done or what we could achieve as if that's what gives us merit to go before our good father. And it doesn't. Your past, your mistakes, your struggles, can I just tell you, that is part of the journey of life. This is why the gospel is good news, people, because we don't deserve what Jesus has done for us, and yet he still invites us to come. And so I want to invite you today, I really feel like today is, is family gathering around the table and we're going to have a big meal. Are you guys ready to eat something? We're going to dig into the Word of God and He invites us to come. In fact, the Word of God says this, He invites me to His banqueting table and His banner over us is love. So I don't care where you come from this morning. I don't care if you come in here with baggage. I don't care if you come in here and you're feeling like you've made the worst decisions of your life. I don't care if you come in here this morning, you feel like you are at your wit's end and if something doesn't change, it's over. Or if you come in here this morning and you're floating on a cloud, it doesn't matter where you're at. Here's what Jesus invites you to do. Come to the table and taste and see that he's good. Even in your mess, even in your struggle, even in your difficulty, Come and taste and see that He is good. Can we do that together this morning? All the pressure's off of you. All the pressure's off of us. We, we don't have anything but the Word of God to bring to you in this morning, so it won't be a, a gifted message that's going to move your heart. If Jesus Himself and His presence here isn't enough to move your heart, certainly we are not going to be. So I just want to invite you to just take a breath this morning, relax, and just receive from the Word of God as food to your soul, like a drink when you're thirsty this morning. And I promise you, you're going to leave this morning feeling refreshed and encouraged because God has some amazing things for us. Amen? You guys with me this morning? That wasn't even part of the message. That's just a freebie right there for you. No, I, we, we do want to welcome you today. If this is your first time to River Valley, welcome. We're so glad you're here. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Emily. We get to, to, to be a part of the leadership team here. We're the lead pastors of the church, but really, we're just a part of a team of amazing people, and we're grateful to get to have this opportunity to share with this morning. A couple of things before we jump in today, I just want to remind you of that's coming up. We're getting ready to enter into a season of small groups, and those are just places to connect in community. I think they're going to be up on the screen. There you go. Um, small groups are coming up. You can sign up today. They begin at the first part of February. And I want to encourage you, you can go into the Church Center app. You can go into our website. Um, I believe Mark's going to be out in the lobby at the end of service today. You can go ask questions out of the Next Steps area. We want to get you connected into a small group and connected with some people in life. How many of you know we don't do life alone well? Anybody with me on that one? I've tried it. It doesn't work well. Stick with people, okay? God put us in family and community for a reason because we're really dumb on our own. I mean, I didn't say it. He did, right? He said it's not good for man to be alone. That's why he created one, right? We're not good on our own, people. If you can't admit the stupid mistakes you make on your own, 
we've got another group for you. It's a little therapy group that will process through being honest with yourself, right? Like we've all been there. We've all made lots of bad decisions on our own. We weren't created to be that way. God put us in family so that we could grow together and learn together and find grace in Him together. So I want to encourage you to be a part of, of a small group. Jump into one this upcoming semester. we got some other things that are going on that's kind of fun. Yeah, we just wanted to give you a little um, sneak peek at what's to come. With There's some changes in kids' ministries upcoming. And so as of February 5th, the first Sunday in February, we just wanted to let you all know that we will have nursery back. Um, so all of you with small children are welcome to take them to nursery. We have um, staffed again and, and ready to roll for those families. And then we're also going to change up a little bit our older kids in children's ministry. So our third, fourth, and fifth graders, we are going to have them be part of worship here with us as adults. And then at the mingle to go back and have a lesson that's uh, tailored to them at their age group. And so we're just really excited about that. We feel like that's going to really help those kids transition as they're getting ready to go into middle school years and high school years that they start getting to worship alongside their parents and other adults and get to experience God in that way. So that all kicks off February 5th. After service today, Kelly has got a kids' ministry meeting for us. So please join that if you want to hear more details and, and catch up with all of that. And I just want to just give a shout-out to Kelly. Kelly's our new children's ministry. Kelly, wave your hand, Sarah. She loves this part. I mean, she loves it, absolutely. She is doing an amazing job of just preparing kind of the way for the next season that we're going in children's ministries. I am stoked to have our third, fourth, and fifth graders in here worshiping with us. Um, and, and adults, I just want you to know they're watching you. All of you, right? They're learning how to worship by what they see in you. And so I want to encourage you as we gather like this, these are beautiful moments for us to express our love to God, but I just want you to know our children are learning from us, and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. We should model that for them. And I love how our church worships. We've got such an incredible worship team that leads us to the presence of God. But we want our kids at a young age to learn what it is to be in corporate worship together and to gather around that, learn how to enter into it, and then be able to take that into other spaces of their life. So I just want to encourage you, when you see them in here, high-five them. Give them hugs. Invite them to worship with you. Model to them just the beauty of what it is to come to the presence of God and to know that even in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, God wants to meet with them in powerful ways, right? And so we're going to celebrate that together as a church family. I'm excited what's going on with our kids' ministries and just all that God's going to do there. I want to give a big shout out. There's been a number of you that Kelly has approached and just said, hey, would you come join me in children's ministries? And you have said yes. And we love seeing what God is doing in children's ministries. If I'm being honest, that's the most impactive place of ministry that happens in this church. I love what happens out here. I'm grateful for you guys. But most of us are old and a little bit stuck in our ways, right? So it takes us a long time to move that ship. But what God's doing in the hearts of these children is he's laying a foundation for their future. If we can capture their hearts with the wonder of Jesus at an early age, man, their lives just go way better. Amen? And so we just, I want to encourage you to be praying over our kiddos, be encouraging them as they go back to kids' ministries and they're here, here worshiping with us. High five them, send them out to their times of teaching just so well as we see God do extraordinary things in our kids. Amen? Amen. One more thing for you. Next Sunday night, we're going to be gathering here. If you're part of the Dream Team, if you serve in any way, uh, volunteer here at River Valley in any way, shape, or form, we want to invite you to be here. Next Sunday night, we're going to have a meal together. Um, we're just going to enjoy some time. We call it Team Night. It is a blast. Uh, we'll spend some time in worship, just some conversation, casting some vision, and heading off into some things that God has for our future as the Dream Team. So those are all of our announcements for the morning. I know that feels like a lot, but we're excited to, to get into the Word of God. Pastor Joe Eisenbrand from Mountain Life is going to be with us next week, and he's going to put a cap on this series. And so I want to challenge you, be here and bring a friend next week. Joe is an incredible communicator, tons of fun to listen to what God has put in his heart for us as a church. We were talking this last week, and he is stoked to be with us. So come next week ready to hear a great word from Pastor Joe. And I just want to give a, a, a real quick shout out to Zach. Pastor Zach did an amazing job last week. Can we give him a hand? Come on, what a powerful word. Set the stage really for us as we look at Ezekiel's life. How many of you guys think your life is a whole lot better after looking at Ezekiel's life? 
Come on, amen. And that's some perspective, and we need that sometimes. And Zach did an amazing job of just kind of unpacking the journey of Ezekiel. We're spending time right now in Ezekiel chapter 47, and it's a passage of Scripture that kind of helps us to, to get some perspective on some things that God is doing. And he shared with us last week about this trickle, Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1, this trickle of a stream that comes out of the temple and then begins to grow and grow and grow. And today we're going to dig deep into what that river looks like. And today's, the title of our message is The River Effect. Everybody say, The River, river. Effect. And so today we're going to dig in a little bit and see what is the effect of this river that, that was prophetically spoken through Ezekiel that he, he made declaration of that we know is fulfilled not only in the person of Jesus Christ, but we know that it represents, this river represents the presence of God. And this beautiful invitation that we have, right, at the beginning of this prophecy, the, the, the man is invited into deeper and deeper depths. It starts out ankle deep and gets knee deep and then gets up to his chest. And then eventually he's just floating in this river. And that is the invitation that I want to call you to this morning. Is this place of stepping into the river deeper than you ever have before and understanding what the river effect is in our life. And so Emily's going to kind of lead us into this just a moment in the Word. We want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to Ezekiel 47. If you don't have your Bible with you, it'll be up on the screen. But if you have your Bible, open up to Ezekiel 47, and we're going to dig into some of this space. Yeah, so we're going to, like Tim said, we're going to really look at the impact of the river. And and really our goal and what we've been praying over this message is that today a new level of hunger and thirst for God's presence is just stirred in you that you recognize even more so how sweet his river is and his presence is in our lives and that it really brings beautiful things. The whole purpose of the river, the whole design of God's presence is to help us flourish and to live a fruitful life. And it's something that's so valuable. And so we just really hope that's, that's when our prayer is just that when you leave today, you feel a little more thirsty for more of the river. And you're a little more excited to take that next step going deeper with God. So let's read Ezekiel 47 again. We're going to start in verse 6. Um, and so we're going to read through that again just to hit our hearts but in alignment with the scripture here. So it says, he asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea, all the way from Angadi to Egliam. The shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea, just as they fill the Mediterranean. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river, the leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Come on, this is such a powerful picture that God is speaking to us prophetically about what his presence brings. And I love, I love the beginning part of it uh, in, in the vision where he invites him and says, hey, hey, son of man, do you see? Do you see? Do you, have you opened up your eyes to look around and see what the presence of God has produced all around it and in it? And I just want to invite you this morning, maybe it's time for us to open up our eyes a little bit. Maybe there's something that needs to adjust inside of us like was, was spoken to the Son of Man here. Hey, open up your eyes and maybe look at your own life. Can you see the goodness of God around you? Maybe look around at your family and your friends and the people that are around. Can you recognize the goodness of God around you? It is, it, it's, it's imperative that we understand that he didn't initially see all of the goodness of God. It says that, right? It says that he was surprised by what he saw. I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides. He was surprised. And how many of you have ever just been pleasantly surprised when you just stop and look at your life and go, Wow. 
God has been good to me. The very fact that you're here today breathing air, for most of us is a miracle. Because we have had plenty of opportunities to do dumb things in our lives that could have brought our life to a very rapid end. And the grace of God and His mercy to meet you right where you're at. And the very fact that you're here today in a warm building with people around you that you may not know yet, but they love you. People around you that love you. And the reality of knowing that God has had a merciful hand on my life. That right there is something that we need to pause for a second and be surprised by His wonder and awe in our life. Amen? But then it goes on, and I want us to take a, a little bit of look here, and this is what we're going to dig into, is what the, whatever the river touches, it impacts. I want you to notice that from this passage right here. doesn't matter if it's in the river or outside the river. Whatever the river touches, whatever it has opportunity in, it changes that thing for the good. And so I want to make this statement to you for your life. As, you're, as we're thinking about this river today, and we're thinking about the presence of God in our lives, this is not an intangible thing. This is a very tangible thing for each one of us to enter into the river of God. I want you to think about this, that proximity matters. When you think about your life, and when you think about the presence of God, proximity matters. And I know this can be confusing to us sometimes, because we're like, well, isn't God omnipresent? Isn't He everywhere? Yes, He is. But sometimes we don't recognize his presence with us. It's exactly what was being talked about in this moment. And sometimes there is a a tangible invitation to come deeper into the presence of God to grow our understanding of who he is, to release control of our life and to allow him to be the one that dictates and directs the course of our life. That's what it means to come deeper into the presence of God. So proximity matters. Amen? I can see a river from a satellite. I can see it down there, but it's having no impact on me at all. But the trees that are planted along the edge of that river, believe me, they are impacted by that river. Amen? And so in our lives, I want you to understand that as we draw close to God, as we come nearer to His presence, as we engage with it, there's impact that is happening in each one of our lives. We've got to be willing to press in closer to the river to draw near to what it produces for us as opposed to just watching from the bank of what's going on. And many, many Christians are satisfied with watching the presence of God from a distance. Many, many Christians are comfortable with, well, you, you guys do your crazy Christian thing or your, your, your worship and raising hands and all. I'm going to stand over here and watch. And, and you can do that, but here's what I want you to know. You're missing the river effect in your life. You're not, you're not getting the saturation effect or the, the, the effect of your roots being watered to grow and produce the things that Scripture promises here. Ezekiel 47, 8, and I'm just going to read you back through this. It says, Then he said to me, This river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The water of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. Can I just tell you, the presence of God in your life will wash you pure. It will cleanse you. Those things that you're wrestling with on the inside that you're really dissatisfied with about yourself, as we come to the presence of God, He washes that salty space in us and He makes it fresh. In fact, I told you earlier this morning, John chapter 4, that He he has living water for you and I to experience in our life that not only will quench our thirst, but it will satisfy us to the deepest part of our soul. Listen to me. Proximity matters. In our lives, proximity matters. And so we want to experience the freshness of His presence, the very atmosphere of the Spirit of God transforming and changing us from some salty water into fresh water. Amen? Something that can be a blessing to others and satisfies us deep in our soul. And that's, that's an important aspect of what we see here in this prophecy is that what once was really worthless, salty water is turned into something that I can actually produce life from it. And I just want you to know this about your life. You, you may look at your life and go, it's a little salty in here. I'm a little salty. I just want you to know that God can come and bring freshness to your life. Freshness to your life. Even in what feels difficult, that the presence of God is what changes everything for us. You know, God, all throughout Scripture, gives us um, pictures to help us understand to the best of our ability 
what things look like because we do have a limited perspective. We don't fully grasp what this fully looks like and what that experience is. And so he gives us these pictures of things that we can connect our brain to, to understand. So as we read through this river, we're looking at this picture of a river and we're, we're understanding it through that method, through that picture of a river. And so we're going to pull out some of the literal pieces of it. And there's also then looking at it in a spiritual aspect of what we see that God is teaching us through Scripture and what that looks like in a different way. And so this next verse in chapter 9 says, There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. I love that last line that life will flourish wherever this water flows. And so I don't think what it's saying is you're going to just have a lot of fish around your life. <laughs> so that's, that's why we're going to the picture here, right? So I don't think that's what God is saying here. Now, a lot of people who study scripture and theologians, that they, there is a consideration that this river might have a real literal aspect that comes to play in the Dead Sea and in that area. Um, but there's a very strong spiritual aspect in this prophetic vision that Ezekiel experienced. And so when we think about our life and it being full and abundant, right, that's what this portion is telling us, that around the river there's abundance, there's greatness, there's a lot of life flourishing. And I think we want to continue in that um, imagery of going, okay, so we think of deserts, right? And, and nobody likes to be in the desert for long. It's hot and there's not life and there's very little life. And we all typically enjoy being near warm water, maybe Hawaii or Cabo or, <laughs> right, where there's lots of life. And um, those are, we want to draw your hearts to that space. And so our brain, some of the times the best way for it to connect is to, just to see that parallel with how God has created the earth, right? And so as we uh, draw closer and closer to the river, the impact of it in our life is for really life to really grow and to be abundant and to team. And, and we know the fruits of the Spirit, their love and joy and peace and patience. And as we spend time in that, in his presence, those are the things that are going to grow and develop in our life. And I don't know about you, but I've met very few people that as they, as we get older, that we think, gosh, I really wish I wouldn't have helped anybody, or I really wish I wasn't such a loving person, or I really wish I would have been a little more cranky. Like, none of us want that for life. That's not the legacy that's in our heart. Our heart is to have a legacy for us, for our children, for the people we are around, and that we impact, that we're, we're full of life, that we're a source of joy, that we're a source of his love, that people really can experience love in the fullest way by being near us, and that's what is the impact for us as we get closer and closer to that river. Yeah, and this is, this is the invitation to us this morning. This is the beauty of this prophecy. It's, it's an invitation to come deeper into the presence of God, to come and experience this life. And, and we're going to talk here in a few minutes, just some practical spaces that we've experienced that in our life. But, but for those of you who have walked with the Lord for some time and have learned how to spend time with Him in prayer and devotion and worship in these spaces, like those spaces are, are areas of our life where our heart where, where a freshness is brought. I, I, love, I love the terminology that, that was used there. Um, everything flourishes in the river. And I just, I just want to make this declaration over you. God desires for you to flourish. And the place that you will flourish the most is in His presence. And I know that seems very simple, but many times we, we, we forget that. We feel like that we're going to flourish more with our friends or we're going to flourish more in doing the things of this world that bring us some temporary satisfaction. doesn't matter what it is. It could be pleasures. It could be drugs or alcohol. All these things that promise fulfillment, promise a flourishing, promise the, the joy that comes with those. The problem with those is after that little buzz is gone, it's a steep, precipitous drop off the back end. Anybody been there? Come on. That's because what this world offers, we sang about it this morning, it cannot satisfy. But He can. His presence can. Because He knows every part of our very inner being. He knows you and He loves you. And what He's desiring for you to do is come deeper into His presence to be saturated with who He is so that your life can flourish. If you're walking around bummed all the time, I'm just going to help you right now. You're not in the river. 
I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to help you this morning. If you are constantly wrestling and struggling with finding joy or peace or all of that in your life, can I just tell you, that's what the presence of God brings. In His presence is fullness of joy. And so I want to invite you into the river. This is not a condemning message. You're a bad Christian. You're missing the river of God. No, it's an invitation to come and experience the wonder of what the presence of God will produce in your life. It'll produce a flourishing life. I love what it goes on to say. Ezekiel 47, 12, starts talking about these trees that are planted along the river. And we're going we're gonna to do a series coming up here. Our next series, we're going to springboard off of this. We're going to talk about being rooted. And what does it mean to have our roots go deep into the presence of God? What does it mean to build a, a strong foundation? But, but I love the p- picture that Ezekiel gives us here. It's, it's growing along sides of the river. The, the leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. How many of you know that's a supernatural work? No trees always just produce fruit and always have green leaves. No trees do that. There's a season of transition for that. But what we're saying here is when you're, what it's saying here is when you're rooted next to the presence of God, you will constantly be bearing fruit in your life. I love that. I love what it goes, goes on to say. It actually takes us into a, a passage that we hear repeated in Revelations. There will be new crops every month, and they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Here's what I want to just declare over your life. Your life was meant to produce healing and food for others to grow from and learn from. Healing for their lives. The Jesus that you have encountered, others need to experience Him. And He saves them and He heals them. How does that happen? Through your life. Through your life. And your life being rooted in the presence of God, being drawn to Him. Like I said, our, our next series, we're going to get into this a, a lot deeper for us here. But I just want to encourage you that, that your proximity to the presence of God is making a difference in your life right now. In fact, your proximity to the presence of God is, is determining the fruit that you're producing in your life. This is why we're inviting you. This is why the Spirit of God is just saying, hey, come closer, come closer. Yeah, but God, I've got all these weird things in my life, and I said a bad thing about you the other day, and I'm upset with my wife, and he's saying, I know, I know, just come closer. Yeah, but God, I'm not really good at reading the Bible, and I, I kind of wrestle in these quiet time spaces with you, and God's like, I know, just come and sit with me. I got you. It's okay. I don't need you to perform. I don't need you to look good. I don't need you to do any of those things. I'm just inviting you to come and just soak in my presence a little bit. That's the invitation of God to us. Yeah, you know, we hear uh, commonly, you know, people are hungry, right? And they're, how do I go deeper? That's Mm, a a question I think we hear a lot. How do I go deeper? I want to take the next step. I want to grow. And, and how does that look like? What does that mean practically? There's not an actual river in front of me to go stick my toes in, right? And so we want to talk a little bit about that. How do we go deeper into the river? How do we live deeper in his presence and experience that? And, um, you know, recent we're doing a, a group of us ladies are reading through the Bible, and a, 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 a phrase that the teacher taught in there was that God is specifically vague, And I just, it stuck with me. And that throughout scripture, we see him giving us instructions, but it's specifically vague, meaning it leaves space that we don't know. And we see that his scripture promises that he's going to light up our path, but he never said he's going to illuminate the whole path, right? He says he's going to light up our path, and we're taught to pray to ask for our daily bread. He doesn't say ask for what's coming tomorrow. He's saying ask for your daily bread. And I just want to plant that in your hearts. That is one step at a time. And it's okay that it seems specifically vague, that we know what we're going after and we know what there is to pursue, but we don't always know exactly what that's going to look like in our lives. And it will look a little different for every single person. And so as you have that hunger and that thirst growing in your life, I just want to encourage you in that. Like, it's okay that it's a little different, maybe different than your spouse or other people that you're close to. It's going to look different, but it's really a beautiful, beautiful work um, and something so worth going after. 
And sometimes I think when we picture the word hunger or thirst in the Bible, when it's talking about us pursuing God another level, we have a really, you know, a great picture in our head. We get a lot of our images in our mind from photos we've seen that people have tried to uh, take the word of the Lord and put it on a picture, and they're beautiful. And so I think we a lot of times think of that deer in Psalms that pants by the streams of water. It's a beautiful picture. It's calm. There's a cute little deer. Everything is beautiful and well and this deer is just panting for the water but you know what hunger and thirst really aren't that pretty like let's be honest when we're hungry or we're thirsty it is really not a pretty place to be in and so I just want to encourage you as you thirst and as you hunger for God it's not designed to be pretty it's okay that it's messy it's okay that it's not always pretty that it's gonna look a little rough and feel a little rough that's okay because that thirst is what is driving you closer and closer to his presence and he's gonna meet you there can I just tell you, you just got given the best gift this morning, right? It's not pretty to hunger and thirst. It's not. When that picture, when we're talking about in Psalms, of a deer panting for the water, have you ever seen a deer or an animal pant for water? Water is going everywhere. It's, I mean, it, it is a hot mess. Saliva, slime, it's flying. Why? Because there is a desperation for that deer to get that refreshing liquid into their bodies, Okay? Uh, think about yourself in, in seasons. We're in a season of fasting and prayer. I don't know what you're fasting. If it's food, you understand hunger right now. Um, but maybe it's different in your life. There, there's things that, that you, you know, you're processing. But there's been a time and a place in your life where you've been hungry. Can I see a show of hands? How many of you have ever been hungry in your life? The interesting thing about hunger in those moments is you don't really care what you eat. Most of the time, like, like the, the, the factor for, oh, does that taste good, kind of goes bye-bye, right? When you're hungry, it's just like, I need something that's going to fill the gap. How many of you guys have ever been, like, thirsty and dehydrated? That's like the worst of the worst right there. I have some stories that I could tell you that you would mock me for the rest of my life. But there is plenty of times in my younger life where I would go out hiking or do all these things and didn't plan or prepare well got out there, figured out I didn't have water, and I started entering into this process of dehydration. And dehydration is ugly, like ugly, ugly, right? Our body begins to shut down. Your body was designed specifically with uh, it, it having about 70 to 80% of your complete makeup is water, right? And so when we begin to get dehydrated, it gets bad fast, all of a sudden, we start getting confused. We're saying weird things. Like, we're, we're trying to, to, to process through life with not a full deck in that moment. And can I just tell you, that's your life and my life when we are not hydrated in the presence of God. Man, we start making really bad decisions. We're looking for anything to drink. We're, looking, we're hungering for anything. And sometimes those things are the wrong things. Can I just tell you, that's what's going on inside of you. There's a hunger and a thirst inside of you that God put in you for him. And oftentimes we try to fill that with junk food, soda, coffee. And when you're dehydrated, the last thing you need is more sugar and caffeine. You need water. And can I just tell you, Jesus is the water for you and I. Spiritually, there's some of you that have been hungering and you didn't even know what you were hungering for. You tried to fill it with alcohol. You tried to fill it with relationships. You've tried to fill it with being successful at work because that should make me feel better. Making more money. All of those things. And at the end, the only thing they leave you is feeling more hungry, more desperate. Jesus knows that. And this is why he's saying, man, come to me. I'm the only one that can satisfy that thing that's going on on the inside of you. It won't be more work. It won't be more drugs. It won't be more alcohol. It won't be more sex. It won't be any of those things. They will leave you empty. Some of you are believers here today. and You said, Lord, I feel like I'm hungering after you. and So I've done X, Y, and Z, and I've done all of these things. And he's just saying, could, could, could you just chill and just come be with me? Like, I love that you have a heart to, to like, do lots of good things, but could you just, just be quiet and come and just sit with me? Like, there's this invitation from the heart of God for us to stop striving and to just come and be in His presence. And I, I can tell you this, if you've ever been thirsty, if you've ever been dehydrated, there is nothing more satisfying than that first drink of cool water. 
It's like something that you can feel to the very core of your being. Why? Because your body is crying out for help. And you're giving it what it needs. Can I tell you, your soul is crying out for help. And Jesus is the only thing that it needs. And so this invitation to come deeper into the presence of God is to come and experience the fullness of what He has for us in our lives. To come deeper into Him and to experience this hydrating effect of the presence of God in our lives. Some of you are just dry and weary because you've been standing on the bank instead of jumping in the river. Some of you have been processing through the desert of life and you are struggling, you're hungry, and you're thirsty. And Jesus is saying, come on, jump in. This will satisfy you. Here's what he's not saying. Your life will be perfect. It's not what he's saying. He's inviting you to come experience the sustenance that only fresh water, his spirit, can bring into your life. I hope all of you are feeling a little thirsty. <laughs> I'm feeling a little thirsty. <laughs> you know, our ultimate hope and the invitation is to be fully immersed in his presence and, and to let go of that control that we all fight for in so many different ways. And um, I want to just take a minute to talk about this river and what we see described in the Bible for us. And so in Psalms chapter 46, if you want to turn there, I really like um, this, uh, how it presents the river here. And I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. I know there's a lot of translations out there. This one just adds a little bit more poetic words to it that I tend to appreciate. Um, but it says that God, it's, excuse me, Psalms 46, 4, if I didn't say that. And so it says, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling places. If you look at that word river in the Hebrew word that's used there, um, you'll see words that come up that's to describe it that means like a person glowing, beaming, radiant, or overjoyed about something. It can mean to sparkle or to be cheerful. And I just think that is such a beautiful picture of what that river brings into our lives. It brings, it makes us sparkle. It is a, it's a cheerful thing that we feel overjoyed. It makes us radiant, and I just, I love those words that we see in reference to his presence and what that develops in our life, and so I just want to encourage you once again, like, it's a beautiful thing. His river is sweet, and it's pleasant, and it's enjoyable, and the devil is going to go after you 100% to try to get you to, to avoid going after the river. It's difficult sometimes to pull out our Bible and read his word, or to put on worship music and take time to focus on him for a little bit. It's, it's challenging because the devil is after that. He wants you to spend your time in many other ways besides pursuing the river. And so, but push through that. Write those notes on your window, your walls, that it is valuable. It's going to bring joy and cheer to your life. It's going to make you sparkle. Hopefully that's okay for everybody in here. <laughs> you know, as we, 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 we're talking about this, the river of God, the presence of God. And I just want to bring it into a real kind of tangible space for you here this morning as we, we close our time, because this, this can feel a little etherical at times. So I want to bring it practical. What, what does the presence of God look like? What does it feel like? What is it like to get into the presence of God? And we've described it a little bit there as we come to the presence of God, and that can be in corporate worship gatherings like we had this morning. In fact, it's one of the kind of neatest places of gathering together because all of us are bringing our heart of worship to God. And, and God, here's what Scripture tells us, that He inhabits the praises of His people. So as we praise Him, we know God's presence is here. And sometimes we walk into that and we're like, this is weird, this is different. I'm not sure what, what to explain. Why is that person kneeling down? Why is that person crying? Why are their hands raised? And here's, here's what I want to help you to understand. Each one of those expressions are expressions of worship, but what they are is somebody taking a step deeper into the river of God, into the presence of God. You can do that in your, in your times at home when you're reading, reading Scripture. Um, God, God in, is, is right in the midst of you in those moments reading in His Word. Conversations you can have with God walking, walking down the road around your house or driving in your car or taking a hike in the foothills. Like All of those are moments and opportunities for you to experience the presence of God. There's a reason why the New Testament tells us, hey, don't forsake gathering together. It's not because church attendance needs to be up. 
Can I just tell you that? God's not concerned about church attendance numbers. What He desires is for you to experience His presence in community with others. Why? Because as we gather together, there's something rich and beautiful about the presence of God when we gather. And what, what's happening? The life is taking place. We, we all of a sudden begin to have hope for things that we didn't have hope for. Why? Because we're lifting our eyes up and we're seeing how great our God is and how little all the circumstances around us are. Like we enter into His presence and there's sometimes just a joy that comes to our heart that we didn't have before. We're wading deeper and deeper and deeper into the river. But I want to remind you that the ultimate destination of the invitation of Ezekiel chapter 47 was not that you would stand on the shore ankle deep. That was not the ultimate invitation. Remember, he said, hey, come deeper. And he stepped into his knees and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is different. Kind of refreshing. I like it. It was nice in the feet, better on the legs. I like this is good. I like this is great. Feeling a little weird here though, feeling a little unstable. And he says, Okay, hey, come deeper. And you're like, uh, I kind of like it right here. He's like, trust me. Come a little deeper. Now all of a sudden you're up to your chest and you're starting to have that little little bit of flotation that's going on, right? You can feel the fact that you're beginning to lose a little bit of control. I mean, you know, that's a scary place for us, us human types, right? We like to be in control. Can I tell you this for your life? You don't get to have control and have God be the Lord of your life. Sorry. If He is Lord, then He's in control. And that's what He invites us in. Tim, that scares me. Believe me, it scares me too. He invites us now to this next level. And here's what I want to help you understand. The ultimate goal of the presence of God in your life is to get you in over your head. To get you to the place where the only thing that you can do is follow the flow of the river of the presence of God. That feels scary to us. But can I tell you, you can trust the river. And here's the deal. Emily and I were talking about this this week, and I just felt like it was just an epiphany from God. I mean, you guys can remember, and some of you, this might have been when you were a little bit younger, but how many of you can remember jumping into a river? And it's crazy because when you get in over your head in the water, all of a sudden, all the noise and everything that's above the surface of the water, it goes away. And all you can hear is the silence of the river. All you can hear is the river rushing around you. And all you know is that you're moving, but you're not doing it. That's what it's like to be in the presence of God. To come and be near Him to the place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's not you anymore. It's Him. Where you're in over your head and all of a sudden all the noise of the world that's going on around you, all the things you've got to get done in your work, all the conversations you're having with your spouse that aren't going awesome, the things that are going on with your kids that you're frustrated, all of that noise... goes away when you go underwater. And all of a sudden, you're in the presence of God, and all you have awareness of is the river that is around you. Some of you have been walking with Jesus for some time and never experienced that, and here's what I want you to know. He's inviting you to jump in over your head. Tim, this is freaky. Like, come on, does that mean like I'm going to be doing weird things like people and me shouting and yelling and rolling on the floor? I, I don't think so. It might be. But here's what I know for sure. You're going to be carried in the presence of God. And that is the safest place for you to be. It's going to shut out a lot of the noise that you need silenced in your life. Some of us are tippy-toeing right now at the edge of the water. And he's saying, just just let go. Get in. "Ah, I don't know if I want to. Right? You're freaking out. You're hearing all the noise around you. Man, you just need to take the next step and just go in over your head. Because in that place, come on, church is where we get to be fully immersed in the presence of God, where He's carrying you, He's got you, He knows what He's doing. You can trust the river. You can trust the river. And in that place of being immersed in it, man, you're going to get saturated. I don't know how many times I've drank in a ton of river water, right? Like that is the desire of God for you, to just be so lost in His presence so consumed by His presence that the noise that is around you all of a sudden gets silenced and all you can hear is the river, the river of the presence of God. And that's where you're going to begin to hear that still small voice that's speaking to your heart and inviting you to come and follow Him.
to come and be a follower of Jesus. To find the peace and the hope and the life and the forgiveness that comes simply by knowing him. Yeah, that's when you know you're in the river, is when you don't want to leave. You know, when you're sitting there with God and, and everything else just does, it fades away and, and you find yourself in a spot you don't want to leave, you just want to stay. That's when you know you really, really are there, sitting with him at his feet and, and learning and growing from him. So as we close this morning, I just um, recently heard a song that was shared to me by a friend. And uh, one of the uh, little clips in the song, I just wanted to read, it says, In the highlands and the heartache, you're neither more or less inclined. I, will, I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that hard to find. And I just want to speak that over it. The river is not hard to find. And he's, he's no more or less inclined in whatever season of life you're in. He's there. He's present. He's available. He's ready. He's waiting. And so... He's not hard to find. This river is not hard to find. Just take a moment to recenter, to refocus. The river is there. It's big. He's ready for you to jump in, um, and he has that invitation for all of us. So as we close our time this morning, I want your hearts to be encouraged today, right? There's not a striving to enter into the river, the presence of God. It is just simply coming nearer to him. And I don't know what that means for each of our lives. For some of you today, we're, we're, we're talking and just the whole thought and idea of coming near God seems a little bit scary. Can I just tell you, He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. For some of us, we know that we've been hanging out in the desert. We're followers of Jesus, but we've been hanging out in the desert. And we just, we need some refreshing inside of us. And I just want to tell you, go to the river. Go to the river. What does that mean? That means open up your Bible. You're, you're going to find the river there. It means come and gather in moments like these where we can gather together and worship together. That means get in a small group and spend some time with people in the presence of God. Husbands and wives, that means grab your spouse's hand and just pray for a moment together. Invite the presence of God into your home and in your marriage. For those of you that are just processing through your day and workspaces and all of those things, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you hear the noise of everything around you in life, just duck your head into the river. Just enjoy the stillness of the presence of God. How do you do that? Maybe you just go sit in your car, turn everything off, and just be in His presence. Lord, I'm just inviting you. I just want to spend some time with you. Some of us, that means we need to turn a little bit of worship music on and let our hearts just begin to, to draw close to Him. These are not, this is what Emily means when she says the river's not hard to find. It's not hard to find. Oftentimes, we're just not willing to go to it. We want the river to come to us. Can I, can I tell you that's not how it works? We're invited to the river. And so I want to invite you as a church family, I want to invite you as an individual, wherever you find yourself at this morning, to take a step deeper into the river. I just, I don't know, I've had this sense in my heart this morning. There's a, there's a number of you here this morning that you've just been wrestling with relationship with God. What does that even mean? Is that, can, can I do that? Maybe I've had a relationship with him in the past or I thought that I did, but I find myself today unsure of where I'm at with him. Can I just tell you, there's a just simple Simple space with Jesus. He just said, come. Come to me. And the Word of God tells us that if we'll just confess Him as Lord Jesus, I, I don't know about all of this stuff, but I, I do believe in you. I believe that you are who you say you are. Then Jesus invites us into just relationship with Him this morning. It's not a complex journey. It's just simply saying, Jesus, I have need of you. Some of us have, have been following Jesus for some time, but we're, we're wandering a little bit. He's just inviting us, hey, hey, come back over here. The river's over here. Not a, it's dry. It's painful out there. Come over this way. And we just need to listen to his voice and just come back closer to him. And I want to remind you, it's not because you're a good person that we get to come to the presence of God. It's not because you say a magic prayer or do a magic thing. It is just simply that we respond to the invitation of Jesus to come near to him. And then we just surrender ourselves to the river. You say, God, your way is better than mine. I think every one of us in this room, whether you know Christ yet or not, would be able to look at Jesus' way of living and our way of living and just go, his way is better. It's just better, right? Amen? And so I want that for you this morning. That was Emily and I's prayer all week, that you would just have a desire to step deeper into the presence of God in your life. When you come to, to worship together with us next week, to take a little bit deeper step in. Tim, what does that mean? Well, it might mean that you do one of these. Right? Maybe it's just a, 
extending of your hand to God. Maybe it is just getting on your knees before Him in a, in a worship space. Whatever it is for you, I just want to invite you to take that step to Him today. Amen? And I want to pray over us this morning. If you're here this morning and you've never begun a relationship with Jesus Christ, today is a wonderful day to do that on. He's here. He knows you. He brought you to this moment so that you could experience the depth of His love for you. And you may look at your life and say, it's a little bit of a hot mess right now, and I just want you to know Jesus says, yeah, that's okay. I got you. Everyone that has ever come to Jesus was a hot mess on the front end. Every person. You read through the Gospels. You look at those people's lives. They were a mess. And I just want to look out across this congregation to every eye that I can. You were a mess. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His invitation to come to Him. And he, he, he clears away the mess and He brings us some life. Amen. And so if that's you this morning, if you just know you need to invite Jesus, I'm just going to pray for us. Maybe you're here this morning, you're a follower of Jesus, but you just you need some fresh water in your life. I just want you to pray with me as we go into this morning and just kind of finish our time here. Um, and we just want to partake of the river of God in our life. Amen. Whatever depth that is for you today, I just want to invite you to, to, to take a step deeper. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful picture that you've given us in your word. Father, we thank you that your presence truly is heaven, God. Lord, it's what heaven is all about, your presence, Lord. And we get to experience that right here and right now. And God, I just pray, Lord, maybe there's some here today who have never begun a relationship with you, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that all you said that all we had to do is just confess you as Lord. Lord, to admit that we have need of you as our Savior, that we've sinned. And Lord, that you would meet us right there in that moment. And Lord, you invite us into your family. Lord, you make us whole and you wash our sin away as far as the east is from the west. God, we don't understand how that works, God, but that's your invitation to us. And so, Lord, today, Lord, if, if there's anyone here today, Lord, we just position our hearts before you and we say, Jesus, would you come and be Lord and Savior of our lives? Lord, for many of us who've been following you for some time, Lord, it's easy for our hearts to get a little dry and weary because we wandered out in the desert. And Lord, today I pray that you would lead us back to the spring of living water. Jesus, that we would drink deep of your presence. And Lord, that we would cannonball into all that you have for us, God. That we would find ourselves immersed, floating in your presence, God, with the noise of the world going bye-bye. And Lord, our hearts just being satisfied with stillness in you. God, I pray that over every person in this room right now in Jesus' name. Lord, the dryness and hunger would go, Lord, and that we would truly taste and see that you're good. We would be satisfied by your presence in us. And Lord, I pray in this final week that's ahead of us, Lord, in this season of fasting and prayer, God, no matter what happened in the first two weeks, Lord, that this week we would listen and obey the things that you're inviting us to. God, we just want to know you more. God, we want to go deeper in the things that you have for us. And so, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful time together in your word and your presence today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Thanks again for listening to this message from River Valley Church. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by it? Make sure to share it with them this week. Again, for more content from us, please check out our website at rivervalleyboise.com.